ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The saying, when it rains, it pours, is proven to be true when it comes to Kesey. With his father committing suicide along with Paris' disappearance, it is at, he is at his wit's end. The thought of losing the two people that he loves the most almost breaks him. But Casey is determined to find Paris, and when he does, she speaks the unthinkable and ends their relationship. Casey is yet again heartbroken, but he refuses to beg. So he prepares to move on. Paris was saddened by her recent breakup with Casey until Chase came along. He's everything that Casey is not, (laughs) and she toys with the idea of actually moving on. But when Chase proves to be everything that he claimed he wasn't, Paris is put in a diff- dangerous situation, Lord forgive me, that could end up costing her her freedom. Can Paris escape the dangers that await her? Will Kesey be able to rescue her in time and mend their damaged relationship? Follow Kesey and Paris on their tumultuous journey through love, deceit, and forgiveness in this intense drama. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile. And this week, we are finishing up Kesey in Paris, a Milwaukee love story. Now, if you remember from last week, I told you that the two, that this story is combined of part two and three from her previous work. Like, these are re-releases. Um, but anywho, let's jump right into it. So... Where we left off with the last book, Kesey got a phone call from one of his brothers saying that their dad committed suicide. But come to find out, he actually didn't. They got him to the hospital in time and, you know, they were able to, I believe, pump his stomach. And he goes looking for Paris because, you know, after she thought she found him cheating, she got her stuff and she left. Um. Which I'm like, that nigga had to be sleeping pretty hard because she packed up her shit, like got all her stuff out and left. And he goes to her condo, you know, knocking on the door, barging in, looking for a man inside of the house. Like, if I find somebody here, I'm fucking you up. And she's like, that's not even on my mind right now. So I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Get out my house. And he's trying to put up a fight he's like you know no i'm not going anywhere you're gonna listen to me and she's just not trying to hear it and she tells him that she doesn't love him don't want to be with somebody like him and he needs to leave and he stopped like oh you dead ass for real all right bet and so he walks away and these two you know they just start moving on with their lives little by little um Paris meets a new guy his name is Chase and she's liking him like they're having conversation and when she goes to his house 
he attacks her and he I don't know what it is about these type of books, but somebody is always getting assaulted. I got to put that at the beginning. So sorry. Um, trigger warning before I say it, though. When she goes to hang out with this guy who she thought she knew, he sexually assaults her and then tells her that she's basically going to be sold into sex trafficking. And she's like, you don't know. No. How much is it going to cost? Like, I'll pay for myself. Don't do this to me. And he tells her $20,000. So she's like, okay, in the morning, we can go to the bank and I'll take it out. Just please do not do this to me. And he agrees. So in the morning, they go to her bank and he has a gun and he's standing like right next to her saying, you know, don't try no funny shit because the moment you do, you know, like, I'm going to hurt you and anybody close to you. Like, all that type of stuff. So, she has to fill out um, a slip, you know, in the bank. And when she takes it over to one of the tellers, the teller knows her. Like, um, like I said, this is Paris' Paris's bank. So, she comes in there all the time. So, the lady is, like, trying to drum up conversation. And while she's looking at the slip, she sees... The note that Paris wrote in the corner saying, you know, he's trying to kidnap me. Please help me. Like, you have to help me. And so she looks up and I was so thankful that she didn't say anything. She went right along with it. And she was like, well, ma'am, since this is such a large withdrawal, you have to come in the back and we'll give you a, some type of bag or some shit like that. So they start walking and Chase is like real close behind her and the lady turns around and is like, I'm sorry, sir, but only account holders are allowed back here. Like, you cannot go with her. And so he looks between the two women and just says, okay. I'm like, fool, you should have known. The moment you got away from her and she was not in your eyesight and you don't have anything, like, holding her to do exactly what you said because it ain't like you got any of her family or can do anything to anybody else. But before she does go back there, he does try to threaten her, like, don't fuck with me, Paris. And it's like, as soon as that door closed, the lady is like, oh, my God, what happened? And so Paris takes off her glasses and she has a black eye. Like, he he really assaulted her and it was terrible. Um, and she's like, you know, he's trying to sell me off and extort money for me like please call the police i cannot leave out of here with him and the lady's like okay yep i'm gonna get my manager we're gonna call the cops and we have security out there so they cannot let him leave and so he manages to get away anyway like he has a fight with the security guard and runs off and one of the another patron like runs out the door trying to get his license plate but the way that nigga jumped in his car and like skirt off, they weren't able to get anything. And, you know, she goes to the police, makes a statement. She goes to the hospital, gets um, a rape kit done. And then, um, you know, she's trying to go back on Facebook. Like everything is a fake. His name is not even his name. Where he said he was staying is not where he was staying. And the Facebook profile that he had up has now disappeared. So she has no 
trace of how to find this man at all. But she calls her mother. Her mother comes up to the hospital. So does um, Kamara. And she has Amy, who is her like secretary, who works with her at her law office. Because she owns the building like it's her office. Um, you know, like they're up there by her side. And she says, you know, like, I can't go back to my place because he knows where I stay and I just don't want to be there. So can you call Cayenne and see if he'll give me a condo or let me run out a condo or something like that? So when Cayenne gets the call, he comes back in the room because he has stepped out to take the call. And he comes back in the room and says, that was Kamara asking me to give Paris one of the condos and she's at the hospital so Casey is checking his phone to see if she would have called him or said anything to him and even with them not being together he's like you know he still loves her he still cares about her so to hear that something happened to her he's upset about it and so he tries to call her but she doesn't answer and so he's like fuck it I'm going with you then we finna meet up with them so when they all show up together, Kesey sees her face and that nigga is pissed. He's like, who the fuck did this to you? Why the fuck you ain't call me? Why you ain't say nothing to me? And I, I get it. Like, I, I see that's the only way that he could think to show his emotions. But it's like, nigga, I was just attacked. Do you really think that anger and seeing how riled up you are is something I would want to see right now? And once again it's like her trying to calm him down and be there for him when it's like nigga this ain't about you right now this is about me and she tells him like you know let the police handle it i really don't want to talk about it man i ain't trying to hear all that shit who the fuck da, da, da. and it's like casey now is not the fucking time my guy like go on the fuck on somewhere and so he tells her you know you don't need to be staying here by yourself because you don't know if this guy is still following you because you don't have any information on him, but he basically has all of your information. And that's another scary thing. Like dating somebody and you the real you. You, you know, like you keeping it a hundred with this motherfucker and everything they told you is a lie. Like the Twitter swindler, swindler, I can't even say it right. Um, the nigga who lied on Twitter after Valentine's Day. Um, and then the actual Tinder swindler. It's just like, y'all niggas just be out here lying, fam. And how Anna lied. I gotta finish that show. I, I think I fell asleep on episode three. Because I had watched it once. Well, that's a lie. I let it play one time. And I kept looking up at the TV. And I was like, man, what the fuck is this? And now, like, I'm really watching it and getting into it. Like, niggas just be out here lying, fam. Anyway, sorry. So, they getting kind of loud. So, her mom comes in and is like, you know, what? what's going on in here? And Kesey convinces her mom, like, you know, she don't need to be staying here by herself. She can move back in with me and, you know, like, I'll look after her. And 
parents know that he's dealing with another chick right now and she's like don't you got a girlfriend don't you think that would be inappropriate for me to be in your house and he's like is that really what you worried about right now and she not my motherfucking girlfriend don't worry about it you come in with me and basically that's that so um she moves back in with him like she's not going to work right now because he knows where she works like he knows everything that sucks um and so but he's still going on about his life until i think it was like a month after then she's like okay i can't just uh sit in this house no more like he's not gonna have this type of control over me i'm going back to work and he he being kc he's like i ain't really feeling that like it ain't you shouldn't go like you would just stay at home you know and just get some rest you ain't got to rush back to work but she's actually a, a lawyer like she has cases going on right now and there's a particular guy who don't want nobody but her handling his case so she's like yeah actually i do need to get back to work he's like man fuck whoever that is tell that motherfucker find another lawyer then and you know he can go on about his motherfucking business you're not ready to go back to work yet it's like no nigga you're not ready for me to go back to work yet i'm trying to take the steps to put this behind me so that's exactly what i'm gonna do so he tells her i did think this was sweet though he's like i want you to call me that nigga said every hour and she's like well i'm definitely not doing that but he's like you know i want you to call me when you get there call me when you leaving let me know when you on your way home like i i need to hear from you and i did think that was sweet that was very sweet um because if the nigga was just like all right you know go about your business then you would have felt the way about it so him being overly concerned is kind of cute and so he has this chick Alyssa, who he's been dealing with like they're not dating exclusively he really like maybe they kick it and they have sex and then he goes on about his business but they are not in a relationship and her ass is weird like she keeps calling him getting trying to get him to come over or come to her house and he's kind of been egging her because now that paris is back in his life like they're not doing anything together but his focus has kind of been more on her um and so she begs for him to come up to her job to see her and so he does and they have sex in the car right outside his job and paris calls him and he motions you know like how you'd be like put your hand up to your lips telling the person to be quiet and she had not been making noise not noise like too loud in the car if you know what i mean it's kind of like a "Mm." (laughs) hey i am hilarious but you know like a "Mm." (sighs) like whatever but uh (laughs) But as soon as he get that phone call and he said I have to be quiet. And he like, hello. And Paris is like, you know, I seen your phone call and I'm just calling you back. You hear a daddy, you hit my spot. It's like, bitch, you ain't been talking this whole motherfucking time. Why do you wait till I pick up the phone to start doing all that? But of course, trifling niggas as they do. 
he does not stop. He keeps like letting her ride on top of him while he's on the phone with Paris. And of course, Paris hears that because she's on top of the nigga and the phone is right there. So she's like, did you really call me while you fucking somebody? Like, nigga, I mean, like you really answered the phone. You could have just let the phone ring. Because y'all just could have skipped each other. Like, you know, she missed your call. And by the time she called you back, you could have been busy at the same time. But while you having sex, there was no reason for you to pick up that fucking phone. Like, none whatsoever. And so, when she hangs up, he throws the phone down and continues having sex with her, though. Even though he's so irritated by her, he keeps going. And so, when they're done... She says, who was that on the phone? He's like, why? You're not my girl. Like, what is you questioning me for? Don't worry about who on my motherfucking phone. Why did you do that shit? You never tell me to be quiet. But you wasn't moaning like that before he got on the phone either, which is trifling ass. And so she asks him to come over for dinner. And he like, all right, man. Yeah, I guess I'll be over there. Um, and she's like, cool. Here's a key in case I'm not there. And I, and he asked the question, not like, why would you not be there? Oh, in case I ran to the store or, you know, like I'm doing something else. You could just let yourself in. Y'all not on that level. Like the man ain't stupid. And he like, I, you know, like whatever, but he ends up not going that night because he got to rush to his baby Paris to make up with her. Now, for some reason, Paris, she's at, they're at um, Kamara and Cayenne's house having drinks and, you know, just sitting around talking. And she done told everybody. And I don't know why, because when she was in a relationship with Kesey and getting to know Kesey, Kamara told her, like, you know, these are the DeMeos. Their life is like this. We'll do whatever. And also, Kamara can't keep her damn mouth closed. Um, so, Kesey has been calling Paris, but Paris is ignoring his phone calls, just letting it ring, or just flat out, flat out refusing the phone calls, like pressing in, hanging up on that nigga. Um, then he calls Kamara, and Paris is like, don't answer the phone or either you could have answered the phone and said she not there but she answers the phone straight in paris's face yeah she's here and paris i'm trying to understand if you were really that upset why you didn't leave i would have left i'm like all right since y'all want to play this game then um i'm gonna be out because i asked you not to tell that nigga that i was here i don't like at this point i don't give a fuck about who he is y'all relationship together like none of that shit i don't care about none of it but um and then as soon as that nigga walks in the door he putting on the show why the fuck you ain't answering my call i'm like all right keith i don't give a fuck how big you is like nigga i will put your ass down stop fucking playing with me who is you talking to because after a while it's like yeah you think that shit is cute at first but then it gets annoying because it's like who is you hollering at shit talk to me how i'm talking to your motherfucking ass and she's just looking at him like I must then hear my phone like, what the fuck do you want? Um, and so Kamara wastes no time. Like, so you really called my... And it's like, God damn, girl. I didn't ask you to be uh, my voice. Shut the fuck up. 
I told you that venting to you as a friend. There's no reason for you to just jump right in and tell him that I told y'all that. Like, I could have just been sitting here having a drink with y'all and we could have said we were talking about anything else. Like, <laughs> that shit pissed me off so bad because it's like, girl, nobody asked you to do that. Why are you inserting yourself in my business? Worry about that cheating ass nigga you got upstairs. <sighs> shit. Um, and so... Oh, where are we at? So, like, they go into the kitchen. Oh, but before that. And Kesey was like, man, how do you even know I was having sex on the phone? And she like, nigga, I heard what she said. And he was like, uh. And she said, I heard what she said. What else could you have been doing? And Kesey also cuts hair. Like, he has a barbershop. Um, and, like, a construction business on top of you know, selling drugs and moving work and all that type of shit. And he's like, you know, I could have been hooking her up with the clippers, but it's like the fact that you didn't hear no clippers in the background, motherfucker. Um, so that's when she gets up and goes into the kitchen to pour herself another drink because they had been drinking margaritas. Um, and he was like, you know, what's the issue? What you jealous? Like, why you feel away? And it's like, just oh, people are petty because it ain't. I'm not just putting that off on men. It's women too. That shit is so fucking petty. Like, you know that something you're doing or something that you did hurt somebody. And you know it's rooted in jealousy and you just love it. And he says, well, not says something, but you know, like, um, his thought process is he really doesn't have to explain anything to her because they're not in a relationship. I don't need to be in a relationship with you for you to respect me as a person and not be on the phone with me while you fucking that's just the bottom line we do not have to be in a relationship like nigga you could have waited or called me back after y'all was fucking done i don't need to hear you having sex with another bitch and that really ain't got nothing to do with jealousy so i take back what i just said even though she was jealous but i'm just saying like say she had been completely over him like had no feelings for him or whatever like I don't need to hear you having sex with someone else on the phone. Just respect me as a person. What would make you think I would ever want to hear that shit? Whether I wanted you or not. Um, and so... She's like, you know what? I'm moving out your house in a couple weeks. So it really don't even matter. And this upsets him for some reason. He's like, why are you in a rush to move out? Because he had got used to her being there again, even though, you know, like they're sleeping in separate bedrooms and there's not a relationship there. He's used to her being there now. So he's like, you in a rush to leave and it ain't time for that right now. And um, what did she say? She was like, don't you think I want to move on? And start dating somebody else and find me somebody else too. And this nigga told her, no, nah, we're not ready for that right now. And she's like, excuse me, we're not ready for that? Can you elaborate? Who the fuck is we? And he tells her, why are you still playing? You know that you belong to daddy. Stop playing with me. And she said, nigga, you wish. And so after that, it's just it's weird between them. But he's also... He wants Paris back. He's like, you know what? I'm tired of playing. We're going to be in this relationship again. You coming back to me, and we're going to do it the right way this time. So they are back together, 
in a relationship and Rochelle, you know, of course Rochelle is around now because she plans on going back and forth between New Orleans and Milwaukee for her kids. But Carlos, after all these years, Carlos is finally confessing that he does have feelings for her, like, and he wants to be with her. And so it's like, now it's time for mama to get her groove back. And so she's like, yes, baby, yes. Um, <laughs> and so when Kesey and Paris finally get back together, Kesey now wants to get married. And so it's just Kesey, um, Rochelle, and Shonda, who is Paris's mom. That's her name. It was just the four of them together. And the moms were their witnesses as they got married. So now the couple is now married which I thought was so cute. I was like, yay. Even though I still feel like this relationship is some bullshit. In the scheme of, they don't really know too much about each other. Um, but he finally tells her like what he does and all of what he does. So she's like, I'm so glad you're finally open. And I said, that's crazy. You had to get married for that nigga to open up to you. But it is what it is. And you know, they're, they're still looking for this guy, Chase, but there's, like, no uh, sign of him until, oh, my God. And so, so Paris is pregnant. Paris finds out she's pregnant, and they're so excited because, you know, this is their first child together. It's exciting. It's like we're married, and now we're about to have a baby. Yay. Until Kesey is at the store. And he sees Riley's mother. And, you know, he speaks to her first, which is so crazy because I can't help. Okay, let me get there. So he speaks to her first. And when she sees him, she's like, hey, so, you know, what are you and Riley going to do? And he's like, I have no interaction with Riley. I have no reason to. And she's like, you don't think that you should? And he's like, no, why would I? Come to find out that Riley has a daughter who is two years old, and the um, Riley's mother tells him, like, you know, this is your child, so why wouldn't you want to talk to her about this? And he's like, what? What you just say? And she's looking at him like he crazy, and it's just like, so you didn't? He's like, man, stop playing with me. Ain't no way that that's my daughter and she's like yes it is and i'm so sorry for telling you like this but even with the flow of conversation and how it was going you could tell that Kesey had no idea he's like i have like i have no ties to her i have no reason to talk to her like what are you talking about and so he finds out that there's a possibility that he could have a daughter so he has to like, nope. He goes to see Riley first at her hair salon because Riley owns a hair shop. He goes to see her. He's smacking her around because it's like, bitch, why the fuck would you hold my daughter from me? Why would you not tell me that I have a daughter? Like, in the last two years, you not you haven't said one fucking word about the possibility of me having a daughter. Like, what, what, is, what type of games are you on? And so she's crying, doing all this apologizing, and 
I'm sorry, but after that, like, second slap, because he was Ike Turner and her around that goddamn office, um, I wouldn't have been apologized. But this is where she has to admit that she cheated on him around the time that he was going to jail or had been in jail. It's just like, it was right around that time. So, oh, no, she had the baby six months into his sentencing so and she wasn't sure if the baby was his or the guy that she slept with or cheated with so she wanted to wait and find out like she wanted to test the guy that she cheated with first but she couldn't find this man you know don't know where he had no ties to him whatsoever so until she was sure she wasn't going to say anything to him so she fuming on the inside like can't wait to see her mama because her mama blew up her spot and she never wanted kesey to know that she cheated on him and i'm just like but you used to live with that man you had all types of dna i'm pretty sure he gave you money like you could have paid to swap both of them to see if that's his baby or not but even then it's like and people probably not gonna agree with me but let's keep it this plain and simple if you were that scared and you wasn't sure who the baby belonged to you could have got an abortion but you literally hid this child for two years and he's like you know i was just at her house i ain't seen no baby shit no nothing like that and that's because she doesn't even have custody of the little girl. Her parents have custody of the girl. They just let her, like, basically she can come see her whenever she wants. But she doesn't have custody of her. Because the mama said at one point, Riley was wilding out in these streets. And they had to take over. Otherwise, she was going to lose the little girl. But they let her see her whenever she wants. So, Casey, like, man set up the dna appointment and i'll be there but i ain't got shit else to say to your trifling ass because what the fuck like why would you do this and i want him because i'm just i just don't get it i'm like because you knew that you didn't have ties to that other nigga you couldn't find him nowhere so you knew that you wasn't gonna see him so you was just letting this shit ride out hoping that they never ran into each other but it's like y'all live in the same city you didn't think at one point you was going to be taking your daughter out or, you know, as she grew older, there's a possibility she might look like this man. You ain't think about none of that. You just, oh, I ain't going to say nothing. And really, I don't even think Riley cared because it's like, girl, you don't even have custody of your child. You're really not trying to get custody back. You go see her like whenever you feel like dropping by and then you just leave. And so they go do the DNA testing. He really don't interact with Riley or the little girl. Like he just sit there on his phone, not saying too much or nothing. And they go get swabbed and then that's it. But right before he leaves, because Riley's trying to say something to him. And the little girl says bye to him. And I think like a week later or however long it takes to get dna test results he goes he he and paris go together to go pick them up 
and he is the baby's father so now you know riley's mother is like okay so we found out that you are the father please take your child like you can spend all the time you want with her and so you know now he has her all the time because it's just like i i'm not no deadbeat motherfucker if i hadn't known that this was my baby you know we would have been worth something now ain't no way i would have missed two years of her life and i get why he's upset because it's like her name is was it kaya or kyra i think it's kyra she don't know him she don't know nothing about him so at first she's apprehensive which you can understand because it's like a child has a routine there are people that they're used to seeing things they're used to doing so then you just thrust her into this new house with these people that she does not know baby girl looking around like who the fuck is y'all and what the fuck is going on um but she was a very smart um little young lady because when he was cussing she said Shh, no don't say that i said yes mama get them together no cussing in front of the children um and so but then as he spends more time with her here comes riley yet again can you please bring her up to the shop to see me and he like no i'm trying to catch up on lost time with her you know why don't you wait till the weekend when your parents have her and riley got more excuses than like i ain't even got a good example but that bitch got too many excuses like she can't see her during the week because keith and keith is like you know i refuse like this is my time with her so why don't you see her on the weekend so she claims to be busy friday and saturdays are her busiest days which i'm pretty sure is true at a hair salon like ain't nobody knocking that but he's like okay so what about sunday well sunday is my time to catch up on my sleep that i've missed during the week and he like man if you don't get the fuck off my phone with this boo-boo shit and she's like i'm going back to the courts and i'm gonna get custody of my daughter because you're not gonna dictate when i can see her and he like all right you go do that like girl you know who they are they money real real long I'm pretty sure they got a judge or two or some lawyer. Like, they got people in their pockets. And you already don't have custody of her now. So it's just like, okay, yeah, go fight your parents for custody. But as soon as you're done fighting them, then you got to fight me. And it's going to come out that you did not tell me about her. You hid her from me. And you still don't see her now. Even with all this access to her, it's like, girl, you appear when you feel like being a parent. So all this hooping and hollering you doing you really ain't doing too much of nothing and you once again proving that you a shady bitch so anyway he like he don't pay her no never mind because it's like girl you ain't gonna do nothing um but paris is starting to feel a little neglected because it's like nigga i don't ever see you you're not making it to none of my doctor's appointment for our child as well but she's very nice to um the young baby she's not taking her frustrations out on her at all but we already know how i feel about um outside children but technically this isn't outside children because he did not know about her and it's like they they found out together that he had a child so this ain't something that he cheated on her and had a baby or something like that um but also oh i forgot damn how could i forget this so when they was out at the the strip club one night um the guys had went out and then the ladies showed up 
because Kamara wanted to go saying, you know, let's go see what the men are into and hopefully my man ain't getting into no mess, aka some pussy. And I'm like, you that relationship should have been done. It's just like y'all together for fucking what, fam? Y'all can have a schedule with the kid. I think it was yeah, they had their first daughter. Mila was or was it Milan? She had one daughter, and I think she was pregnant with the other one. It's like, girl, let let it go, because your relationship is toxic as hell. Like that shit was crazy, and ain't no way I'm running behind a nigga to make sure he ain't cheating. Like, no, nah, boo, you can do you. Um, she sees Chase, or who she thinks to be Chase, but Chase is actually his name is CP, and he's actually a barber at one of Kesey's shops. So they. Well, Kesey ran over there and like beat that nigga's ass. And because they uh they saw each other and they figured out who he was, uh CP goes on the run and he's like, Man, they know who I am, they know what I'm doing. I gotta lay low. So then when he lays low, excuse me, um his cousin basically hype his head up saying, you know. We can kidnap that bitch, hold her for ransom. And it's just like, how did you think that was going to work out with how badly he whooped um, Chase's ass for assaulting Paris? It's like, y'all think y'all going to touch her again. But it was all part of the plan because um, he was like, he knew that nigga was going to try to get at Paris again. And he had her car sitting outside of her um, her workplace, well, it was her old car anyway, because Kesey had upgraded her to a Range Rover, bought her a few, few gifts, and they got that nigga, they, uh, they shot the cousin, like, inside the office, but they, uh, got chased, they hung that nigga, tied a rope around his neck and just hung him, um, and even, like, as he was dying, he went out like a bitch. Gonna say, man, this was all my cousin fault. I had nothing to do with it. I just wanted to see her face-to-face and apologize to her. It's like, so why won't you go inside? Why are you waiting, <clears throat> excuse me, outside in the car for her to come out by herself? Because they had set it up nice. Like, Paris even put on Facebook, you know, working late tonight. So they think she's the only one in there just waiting for her to walk out. Um... So, yeah, now he's dead and gone. And um, what else happened? I forgot. Why am I drawing a blank? So, it's like after they got they got CP, you know, she's pregnant. Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank. What else happens in this story? So, uh, Rochelle and what was I going to call that man, Carlton? Uh, Carlos get married because you know they like it's time to stop playing games and the kids felt a little way about mostly Cayenne because it's like y'all claim that nothing happened between y'all and now y'all getting married all these years later but it's like two things could be true at once so like yeah they never got together and um but now after all these years of being around each other yeah, feelings developed now. So it's like, yeah, now we're married. Um, oh, child, how could I forget? So Riley, because she was feeling pissed 
that Kesey would not let her see the little baby. She goes over to her mama house and lies and says Kesey wanted her to drop off some of the baby's, um, I think, eczema medicine. And he gave her the address, but she spilled something on it. So, you know, will she give her the address? And her mom sits up with no problem and hands it to her. I'm like, but you know your daughter's a liar. Why would you hand this over to him? And I'm pretty sure that Kesey made it sure, you know, made it plain. Like, I don't want your daughter knowing where I live. But she has an address over with no problem. And Riley goes over there, like, pounding on the door, thinking she big and bad. And she attacks Paris while she's pregnant. Like, she pushed her down on the ground. But, of course, she, oh, well, I was going to say, thankfully, she fell backwards instead of forward. She was pulling Paris's hair. She bit down on her arm. It's like, girl, what the fuck is your problem? Um, so, and she lays low for like a week. She wasn't going to work. No, none of that. But when she finally do go back to work, her ass get jumped because Kesey had a few of the homegirls from the hood um, beat her ass and take her purse to make it look like a robbery. Um, Cause it's like, bitch, you ain't just gonna attack my wife and all this type of shit. Um, so the story ends because Dom, oh, I forgot Dom and Selene, of course, got a divorce, won't have anything to do with each other. And Case is going to work at Kesey's tattoo shop because Kesey also does tattoos and he's very talented at that. Um, so what now he got a tattoo shop a hair a barbershop because i was gonna say hair salon he has a barbershop um and they have the construction on top of the drip like my man he ain't never home and once again (laughs) it's one little thing i don't know why i love it because it's so ratchet while she's like six months pregnant i believe like she's bored kesey is asleep and baby girl is sleep as well. And it's like 1.30 in the morning. And she's restless. So she is in a group text with Kamara and Amy. And says, you know, let's sneak out and go to Walmart. And I'm just like, this is my type of shit. I love going to Walmart. I could be in Walmart forever. I love that store. I fucking hate Target. I ain't gonna lie to you. Target is just not the girl that people make her out to be ain't nothing classy like spectacular about that store people just have to find anything to make themselves feel elite over somebody else but target is just not that girl walmart is my store um so this me got to walmart now amy gets a call from big and he like man where the fuck you at you know why you ain't at home and she's explaining like i'm at walmart and he's like man you ain't at no goddamn walmart. <laughs> you ain't at no walmart at two o'clock in the morning and she's like you know yes i am i'm with kamara and Paris. and so she holds out her phone like kamara say something please so she's like hey big and when she gets back on the phone you know like he done calmed down but he's like man get your ass in the goddamn house and She's like, all right, cool, whatever, and hangs up the phone. But she's smirking because she's like, this nigga said he wasn't coming over here tonight. He said he was going home. Why he all in my damn business? And 
Amy's like, he also said that he telling on y'all. And Kamara and Paris like bust out laughing, but then Paris' phone start ringing. Kamara ain't worried because she said, uh, Cayenne sleep like he did. So he wasn't going to hear that phone, answer that phone, or nothing like that. So she wasn't too much worried about it. But of course, Kesey, being a big bad wolf that he is, as soon as she hop on the phone, he doing all this hop. Man, where the fuck you at? Why you being sneaky? I'm here sleep and you sneaking out to the motherfucking store. Man, get your ass home. You got 30 minutes. And it's just like, oh my God, nigga. Okay, relax. <laughs> like, damn. Nigga forever, man. Like, calm your ass down. So when she gets in the house, once again, he like roughing her up. Like, have you lost your goddamn mind? The next time you do some shit like this, I'm going to beat your ass. And don't you ever leave out the house like this again. And it's just like, my God, nigga. And it's just like, nigga, it's a simple trip to Walmart. But okay. So when she goes upstairs, now he giving her the silent treatment. He don't want to talk to her, all that type of shit. So she gets her pregnancy pillow. And she gets up and leaves. She's like, man, I ain't got time for this. He like, where are you going? Don't fucking work. You just told me to leave you alone, right? You just told me to get the hell on or some shit like that you just said. That's exactly where I'm going. So she goes to another room and he follows her like, man, come on, come back to the room. And it's like, no, because somehow yet again, you have managed to flip some shit on me to make it seem like you were just done also wrong. Get your motherfucking ass away from me. But they end up having sex and making up and whoop-de-whoop because that's all they do. Um... And now, Kesey has full custody of the baby girl. And they have a baby girl um, who they named Parker. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it was also funny. Because he was, like, moving around for a few days, not really being at home. And Paris is upset about that, as she always is, because the nigga is never home. Um... And she says, you know, you're missing out on parts of her life. He like, man, she two days old, my nigga. Really? <laughs> and she really didn't have nothing to say about that. But I thought that shit was funny. I said, girl, just tell your nigga that you want him home more. And let that be that. Like, all this other foolishness, don't do it. Ooh, but I forgot. At one point when she was pregnant, um, he left and went to... Houston like with his brothers and there's a rapper that they know that they're friends with so they were in Houston at a strip club and he told her that it like he was doing some type of business shit like it wasn't nothing like that but on the blogs it was a picture of him with a stripper in his lap and she called him and cussed him the fuck out like so you really this what you're doing you really gonna leave here lying to me telling me that you're doing some other shit when you at a strip club trying to have fun and she's like all right cool when you get here i won't be back so then this nigga races home but it's just like my nigga all you had to do was say that you was going out with your brothers or whatever and let that be that but the re the quote-unquote reason they had to leave and go to a whole nother state um was because cayenne was getting tired of kamara always bringing up the fact that they were cheating so they got away and let him release some stress so i'm just like whatever whatever but the story ends happily ever after um 
I've because I already said that Rochelle and Carlos got married, but that's how the book ends, actually. They got engaged, and the book ends with them getting married and having their happily ever after. All right, my people, I have been talking long enough. I hope you enjoyed this review, and I hope to see you back next week. Peace and blessings. Mwah.